Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am known as your mayor of PHNX, and I am joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. I am here back at home in the home studio, Derek, for the first I love time it. in look at, like look at all those forever. decorations. I know. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. There might be more good. coming too. So uh yeah. stay stay tuned on that front. Yeah, you're you you'll catch up with me eventually and this entire mess that I have going on behind me. But I'm excited to see. I'm excited that you're home safe uh from your travels. I will be traveling soon myself. Uh and yes. I hope to also stay safe, but uh, it's a crazy world out there and you never know. So I'm, I'm just happy. I'm always happy you're safe. I'm always worried about you, Jesse. I, I worry you don't eat <laughs> enough. I worry you don't get enough sleep at night. Uh, but I want to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Uh, for, let's just forget everything that happened last night. I might have said some <laughs> things. <we? laughs> you might have said some things. Yeah, let's just all forget it. But uh, in, in regards to the teams that are left in professional football playing, we don't have to specify which ones, uh, but DraftKings is counted down to Super Bowl 56, and you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You bet just $5, and you will get $280 in free bets if your team wins. And that's using our code of PHNX. Jesse, I, I have to wonder something. I have to wonder something. There's a lot of talk on the social media about baseball uh, being a business or not. And yeah. I have to ask a question, a really simple question that I think everybody needs to kind of come to an agreement on. Is baseball a business or is it something more? Is it something more than a business? And we say this because of what's happening right now with the lockout. Right now, the owner's proposal, which was universally laughed at by the Players Association, and, and of course, they were expecting to be lowballed out the gate. We talked about negotiations and how nobody really should have expected to get this deal done uh, in in a timely, reasonable amount of time. But I say that because now we're at a point where people are discussing what the owners want, what the owners uh, are trying to get, and they are kind of framing it around the idea that baseball is just a business that's meant to make money like any other business, right? And mm. I've I've even been guilty of saying that myself, or at least saying that baseball teams run their teams like they're a business and nothing more. We've we've seen it across all sports where there's been teams that didn't perform very well due to the owner, uh, basically the owner in charge of that team and the way they chose to run it. In some cases, they winning and winning championships is, is not a priority for some owners. And I'm sure that's the case for some owners in baseball. I'm sure there are some owners in baseball that have kind of maybe even given the given up the idea of their team being very competitive and winning sure. championships and merely running uh, their team as, as a business. I think a lot of, a lot of our audience members would probably claim that Ken Kendrick is one of those owners, right? Uh, yeah, if I had a, if I had a dollar, if I had a dollar Derek for every, uh, every tweet I've received over the off season that made some sort of joke about Ken Kendrick only caring about his baseball card. You wouldn't be on this podcast. You would have quit already. Cause you would have yeah. made enough money that you would be financially sound and wouldn't need to work anymore going forward. Right. I would be yeah. retired. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would quite go that far. I think there's a, there's a fine line between an owner that, that, genuinely doesn't care at all about winning and an owner that's not willing to push the envelope in order to win. Right. I mean, the diamondbacks going out there and spending a couple hundred million dollars uh, would maybe be a little bit out there 
in, in some respects. And I know there are people who would make the case, you know, Ken Kendrick is, you know, a billionaire and, you know, he has the money. He could make this happen if he really wanted to. Uh, and so that's why the, the debate goes on of, you know, this question of if you are a major league owner, is it your job? Uh, regardless of what kind of revenue is coming in, is it your job to go out there and just spend whatever it takes to win? Um, and the difficulty with that is that it's, it's kind of hard for us to figure out exactly what these teams bring in, right? We don't really have a very clear picture of how much these teams make. Very true. And, it, and that makes it really hard to, to really point fingers at people and say, you know, you're just pocketing all this money. I don't yeah. know if we can really you're say that. You're being greedy. You're being greedy. Right. Yeah. And we can't yeah. because we don't know. And the reason why we don't know actually turns a hundred this year, Jesse, uh, in May okay. this year, yes. May 29, 2022, uh, an MLB antitrust exemption that was made in 1922 by the Supreme Court ruled uh, basically that uh, somewhat incredulously that the business of Major League Baseball did not constitute interstate commerce, thus made it exempt from the Sherman Act. And we've talked about this one time a long time ago on the show, but uh, yeah. it, it basically, the Sherman Act prevents businesses from conspiring with one another in an effort to thwart competition, right? And that's absolutely what the owners are doing in baseball when it comes to this entire situation. And the collusion, the fact that the owners themselves are aside, you know, they're MLB and then there's the Players Association, right? The fact that they're aside right there just states that they are conspiring together, right? And the fact that the owners don't have to provide us with any information about their profits and losses or any of that information, all yeah. based on this, all based on this ruling that is now a hundred years old and seems archaic at this point. When you talk about baseball being a, an $11 billion industry. Right. According to the Supreme Court, an eleven billion dollar industry controlled entirely by one entity is somehow not a business, somehow not a monopoly. Mm. And it's wild. Right. Um, the judge, apparently, back in 1922, that was particularly uh, adamant about this, said that uh, uh, baseball was personal effort, not related to production. It's not subject of commerce. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much I paid? You know how much I paid for those hats? You mean to tell me that that's not <laughs> commerce? Those are $45 a piece, Jesse. And that's before taxes and shipping. Are you kidding me? Like, it's absurd because it's kind of like saying, I don't know anything else that's grown to be this massive thing is, is not a business, right? I, yeah. again, you know, I love talking about professional wrestling on this baseball podcast because I know how much our listeners are into professional wrestling. But the reason why I want to bring it up is because it's similar to how like WWE, uh, when it was WWF or when it was WWWF and it was very, very small that that in that time in the seventies, it made sense that they could still call like their employees, independent contractors. But now it is also a billion dollar industry that makes all of this money as all of these TV shows had its own network, had this, had that, uh, you know, they, they sell out events in, in massive stadiums. And yet somehow they kind of hold on to like baseball, this small thinking about this thing being like this, this very, small business right or like like oh well you know we can't we can't operate like that anymore are you kidding mm -hmm. me wwe baseball these things have grown so big that they absolutely 
should be, you know, considered a business and they should uh, be subject to the same type of scrutiny that any business is by, by the government, by people, by anything, I feel like. It's always felt a little bit strange that we we know so little about what major league teams are are really spending. Um, it uh, and yeah, yeah, MLB does have. There's a lot. There's a lot of archaic aspects to this game in in a lot of ways. Um, Mo- motion in our chat writes, "I like how the MLB has so many old agreements." And yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah, I mean, I understand that this game was built in the 1800s but that doesn't mean that it absolutely should be subject to rules and laws from the 1800s you need to you know you you, things move along and i i think players in the past have given up a lot and i understand the concept of owners you know still trying to hold on to the majority of of the play of, of the chips when it comes to this uh poker game that these two are playing against the problem is they are impacting their own product now at this point um and and you could say that they need to just shut up and play all they want but at the same time right there's that's kind of what the owners are are betting on in a way they're they're yeah they they their bargaining chip in this entire process right now is the fact that we don't have a lot of time so if they try to you know again drag their feet a bit like they did through December and January, lock everybody out December 1st, and then put the pressure on the players and make it look like the players are the ones that aren't agreeing to their ridiculous updated CBA that doesn't address the things the players want addressed. Now, now again, it looks like the ball is in the players' court, and now if there's any delays, it's going to be on the players. I, I wouldn't be surprised if every time a proposal comes back from the owners, it's relatively quickly uh, in regards to – you know, coming back with something after the players come back to them with something. Uh, But, you know, the biggest thing here is this is going to drag on. And unfortunately, you know, something that a lot of people, including us, have been screaming about is that this is is turning into, uh, it's going to turn into a ridiculous soap opera. Of course, that's why we call it on this show as the cactus turns. (laughs) And unfortunately, we don't have any exciting... Uh, updates on this week's episode of As the Cactus Turns. Other than no. uh, people are going in on John Boy about some things he said, and we'll talk about that in a second. But before we get to that, I did want to talk about this quote. Uh, and this is actually uh, a really good quote from Joe Sheehan uh, at underscore Joe Sheehan, uh, his website, joesheehan.com. Uh, and Joe writes, uh, of course, excuse the uh, language here, but dude, they're running a business just like anyone else, and they get to make a profit. Uh, here's the thing. No, they're fucking not. A baseball team isn't just a business. And I know this because they don't print the grocery store standings in the paper. There's no half hour show recapping the day in car dealerships. Your kid didn't ask for an Albertsons jersey this Christmas with her favorite checkout clerk's name on the back. And this resonates with me, Jesse. I think this is why, again, you have to say at times that baseball isn't a business. It's it's more than a business. It's more important than being a business. And the, I guess maybe the problem is, is that they're treating it like a business. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, you hear, what's funny to me is that you hear players refer to the game as a business pretty frequently, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the, the catch all phrase, you know, when a player wants to resign somewhere, but it doesn't work out, you know, they'll say, well, it's, it's a business, you know, I understand they're doing what they have to do. So 
I mean, I think I, I understand the argument and I think it's a I think it's a good one. It's a compelling one. The baseball goes beyond uh, the confines of what we normally refer to as a business. Uh, but in some respect, I, I think in, it kind of does operate that way. Right. I mean, players Absolutely. make a certain amount of money and and it, it kind of I mean, teams decide whether they're going to keep players or move on from players or non-tender players or trade players. They make all those decisions in the same ways that a lot of businesses make decisions, right? Uh, businesses decide whether they're getting enough value out of someone for what they're paying them. And if they're not, uh, you know, in most businesses, you can't trade people. That would be a little bit inhumane in, in most in most situations, <laughs> um, which is, I mean, maybe that's the, you know, the biggest argument that baseball is more than a business and that we're trading people around that doesn't trading really human like, beings against their will. In some yeah, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't really uh, uh, pass the sniff test, um, but excuse me. Uh, yeah. I think it's just a weird um, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, there's something about what we normally refer to as businesses that baseball kind of does uh, reflect, but you're right that it, it also is more than that. Yeah. Uh, Mark in our comments writes, how long do you think it will take to come to an agreement April or may God? I hope not Mark. I, I, I hope not. And I oh, don't gosh. think so. <laughs> I, I don't think it'll take that long to come to an agreement, but I can't speak on how long it's going to impact the season, how long it's going to take to get to the regular season. I, I, you know, we've said it a few times on the show, but baseball, it, you just can't, just can't go. You know, it's like, it's like a, when a pitcher is healthy again and he's cleared medically, he can't just go. He has to start basically almost like a spring training process from, from the beginning with backlot games, simulated games. They'll even send them maybe for a start at, at Reno for, for one outing or God forbid, maybe not Reno, but Hillsboro if it's a pitcher. Uh, but yeah. I'm saying there's uh, a, a ramp up period, no matter what. I think that they'll get the deal done by March. That still to me seems like the date people are saying if they surpass March and they go into April, uh, I don't know what this means for the game of baseball. I, I really don't, you know. Uh, and again, there's there's been some comments online about people's feelings about this, and I completely understand the importance, especially for the players. but. Uh, one thing I will agree with that might not be a popular opinion is that there's a sense of urgency for everybody here, because if the game dies off, what, what game is there for players to go back to? If, if the game stops being popular and people really turn their backs on it, then what, where's the money going to come for these contracts that people are fighting for? Right. I, I, I feel at times like baseball is more confident they're like me at 40, Jesse. They're more confident in their looks than they should be, right? <laughs> I I think people think I'm attractive all the time, and I'm probably wrong 99% of the time, but I'd like to think <laughs> that in my head. You know what I mean? Um, and I think baseball thinks they're more attractive to people than they might be, or they think they're more popular. And don't get me wrong, in some markets, they absolutely are. I feel like California is a fucking baseball state. Base, they come out and support in California. We've talked about the Colorado Rockies and how mad their fans are with how strong the support is, considering that they want to send a message to, to the owners and such. So there, there are yeah. markets that are incredibly popular, and I don't really think that the season being delayed or shortened is going to impact its popularity as much as it's going to in areas like right here in Phoenix, Arizona, because mm. people just won't 
they just don't give a shit and they won't give a shit and they'll easily find something else to do during the middle of the summer than you know go to baseball games the we got one water thing, parks you know, yeah we do, we do have water parks that's yeah. true the one thing i will say is that especially with the rise of the phoenix suns i feel like people don't really pay that much attention to baseball until probably june uh, sure. when baseball kind of has its own reign in the valley in the valley sports scene for a few months right there's no football over the summer um the nba season for the suns you know hopefully they go far and and you know things go till the end of june uh, but after that, I mean, you know, you're pretty much just it's pretty much just baseball in the valley. So I do yeah. think that they're in Arizona. I think there's some I don't want to say margin for error, but I, to be frank, I don't know if Diamondbacks fans are, you know, are, are necessarily at their at their best uh, in those first couple months anyway. Right. They have some some distractions uh, with how good the Suns have been lately. So. I don't know if there necessarily would be a huge a huge difference if baseball was put off by by a month or two. But you're right. I mean, it's just a bad look for the sport, and that has ramifications uh, in and of itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen it here with the Diamondbacks, right? People have lost interest uh, just based on them not being as good. And yeah, I think that's base- more the factor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, baseball <laughs> baseball isn't a game that necessarily was built around your team being good all the time. Right. How many Chicago Cubs fans are there out there in the world? Right. Uh, they can't they did. They didn't all come on when they were good. But Karen McKenzie says in our comments, tough to lose the money coming into the economy from spring training, too. And she's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. It, it's very tough to lose that money um, because. Again, that's kind of our fix. We've called Arizona baseball nirvana in the past. And part of the reason why is because we get fall ball, we get spring training, we get the regular season. Sometimes we get postseason. So it's, <laughs> you know, it, it we, we get it almost year round here. And it's very easy to say, well, we still got fall ball. We, I, I'll still go spring training. I don't need to worry about the Diamondbacks this season or next or whatever. So I, I get how easy it is for people to still get their baseball fix here in Arizona without necessarily needing to go out and support the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that you can go out and make sure that you don't lose that money. Uh, you go to DraftKings Sportsbook app. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a ridiculously huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5, and you will get $280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer like me, go on there. I got I hit a I I hit a $10 parlay, Jesse, on the Cardinals game without betting on the Cardinals to win or lose, and I still won myself $75. If you wow. want to know how I did that, you go on the same game parlays on DraftKings Sportsbook app. You open up that sub menu, not to mention the fact that DraftKings gives you the opportunity to bet up to $10 on a same game parlay every single day of these playoffs so far. Uh, the individual days and your one bet uh, is is guaranteed up to $10. If you lose, you'll get that $10 back in a free bet. I didn't lose. I bet on Kyler Murray. And uh, basically the, the only thing that I bet on the Cardinals to do well was for James Conner to score an anytime touchdown. I, I bet on <laughs> Kyler to not hit 300 yards. I bet on Stafford to not hit 300 yards. Uh, and I think I threw something else in there. And that's exactly what you can do. You can be like me. You can know nothing about what you're doing and just blindly lead yourself on a $10 bet to a $75 win. Do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Same game parlays. It's a way to do it. More 
The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX and get those 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's 21 and over only. Gambling problem? Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Arizona only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I I brought it up a little while ago, but yes, people seem to be a bit upset right now with John Boy for not understanding apparently how unions work or the lockout. Uh, I'll start off by saying I I defend... um, John Boy in this situation because I actually listened to the full podcast and I know uh, how a clip was pulled and used online by John Boy themselves by John Boy Media so it's not like somebody else pulled the clip (laughs) it was just I guess maybe a mistake on their part for the clip that they used right Uh, but it definitely showed that uh, he he was in support of uh, of like the the you know owners right and I mean, I I don't know. On one hand, I say stupid shit on this podcast all the time, and I pray to God that none of you drag me for it because I am a moron and I have no business <laughs> trying to understand the intricacies of twenty a hundred year old you know Supreme Court rulings and and unions and labor disagreements. But I'm doing my best here. Uh, but I will say, obviously, seemingly taking the side of the owners is never a good you know sign. It's never a good way to go. Uh, even if you're just trying to play a devil's advocate and make a case for yeah. this, but for, P- I, for I PR have to add, purposes, it's really a bad look. It's a bad <laughs> right look. Now. Nobody yeah. wants to agree with owners, right? Because the owners, especially, are the ones that look greedy. The players, we know what they're making. We know what they want. They're very transparent about their demands. It's the owners that kind of keep everything in secret, and that's the part where where we're just left to kind of wonder what really is going on because we have no verifiable way to know what's going. I will say that e- even in this situation, I understand the concept of shut up and play, you know, when it comes to both sides, right? Yeah. Owners and players, because those of us, especially diehard fans that are looking from the outside in, we know we're not going anywhere as far as how long this labor dispute takes or, or our love for the game. But we know like, the, again, it's, it's, it's like a lot of things in life. If you like a television show, you want a lot of people to watch that show so that show becomes popular and stays on the air for a number of years. It's the same thing with baseball. I love this show that we watch, and I don't want it to go anywhere. But right now, they're fucking it up. They really are. And again, it's 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 kind of framed in a way where you know people could say or could look from the outside in, look at these millionaires, these players, and they just want more money and they're more greedy. Eh, yeah, some players are very well taken care of, but like Jesse will tell you, there is 9,000 baseball players in baseball. If you're talking about from, from the top of major leagues all the way down to single A and, and A and all, there are a ridiculous number of baseball players. So this fight at times isn't about the guys that make $42 million a year or something absurd like that. It is about the guys that don't make that. Right. That's what this fight is kind of for at times. Yeah. I mean, that's been really one of the biggest things that the players have shown interest in is better pay for players just in their first few seasons. Uh, Right now, those years are pretty much stuck. Um, If you're in your first three years of service time, you're generally making between about 600 K and a million, depending on, on the team you play for probably closer to 600 K. So 
uh, which <laughs> to be fair is, is a pretty decent salary. I mean, 600 K is nothing to sneeze at. Um, that's, but that's, when you... And that's the problem, right? Jesse is because yeah. <laughs> us normal people have a hard time hearing you say $600,000 a year. Isn't enough to play a game. Yeah. Right. And that's the point where I say, mm, come on guys. Really? <laughs> even the bad guy, even the ones that hit like two seventeen, they don't just come on, come on, you know, but yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, totally. It's, it's hard to say that they aren't well taken care of when that's a, that's a lot of money to most of us common folk. In, in a lot of ways, it's hard to feel bad for either side. I mean, it's it's a battle of millionaires versus billionaires in, right. in many regards, right? But there's also the minor league players, which we've talked a lot about. And and like you mentioned, uh, you know, some of those younger guys who haven't had much of an opportunity. Um, and for them, I mean, these these negotiations are, you know, a very real factor in what their everyday life looks like, you know, what kinds of things they can afford and whatnot. So um, so it's still it's still important in, in a lot of ways. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a difficult situation to decide whether you're going to side with the players or the owners. Certainly, as you alluded to, uh, kind of the trendy pick is to side with the players on this. Um, sure. And I and I understand the arguments for doing so. And I lean that way uh, personally. Um, but uh, on the other hand, I don't know if pointing you know, pointing the middle finger at the, at the owners as the bad guys in every situation is necessarily fair to them either. I, I think if, if we come to this table, just assuming that all owners are bad, horrible, greedy people who just want to make a buck, I just don't think that's fair to them either. Right. These are also human beings. And, and I acknowledge there probably is a good amount of greed out there, but it's just not, you just can't make a blanket assumption about every single person in the room. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard as outsiders, we're kind of limited in what we really know about the situation, especially because as we talked about earlier, uh, we just don't know that much about how much owners actually make every year. That's it. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really blame one side or the other, but I will say that I blame the owners and I blame the owners mostly because this lockout didn't need to happen. It wasn't a necessity. It was a weird preventative move to keep the players from going on strike when the owners had pretty solid information that the players were not going to go on strike. It was a pretty empty threat that they weren't going to really follow up on. So we did not have to have this lockout. We did not have to have MLB.com absent of players pictures and all of this other ridiculous stuff that that coincides with this lockout but sure we'll keep you posted and you guys can check out gophnx.com to keep updated on that obviously we are going to have any and all updates that we get on this situation posted and we hope you guys go to gophnx.com and sign up to become a member you become an annual member and you'll get a free t-shirt just like this beautiful phoenix suns gorilla go and go ape shirt i'm wearing right now over at phnxlocker.com free t-shirt for signing up to become an annual member if you aren't if you don't love free things and you don't want free stuff uh then you can go ahead and sign up for the month-to-month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents uh please sign up to become a member you'll get access to our members only discord you'll get access to uh, members only deals over at phnxlocker.com and more more importantly 
you become part of our family over here at PHNX. That's that's all we're about here is growing this family. Uh, we we partied with you guys out in L.A. despite um, the terrible outcome of that game. <laughs> and uh, we plan on still partying with you guys strong uh, throughout any and all sport of vets, you know, sons, once those playoffs hit, we'll be there. Uh, Diamondbacks, once the spring training hits, we'll be there whenever yeah, that once, happens. Once that, once the 2022 playoffs come, we'll, we'll be there, right? Derek, we'll be, <laughs> That's, uh, we'll be right there. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Uh, but anyway, you guys <laughs> sign up to become a member now over at gophnx.com, and you too, uh, can laugh about the plight of the Arizona Diamondbacks with us on Discord. We'll make all sorts of jokes about it. Uh, but Jesse, one more thing I wanted to go to because we talked about some pretty horrible hats on yesterday's episode from New Era, and unfortunately, it seems like New Era was back <laughs> with some more bad hats. But, um, I actually tracked down, believe it or not, I tracked down. A little story in regards to these hats so now uh, i feel a little bit bad about it i don't feel so much like uh i i don't feel like we are uh should be making fun of these hats so much but uh the new era came out with some basically uh they 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 are dedicated to the honor of uh the off-white brand founder and former art director for louis vuitton menswear Virgil Abloh, who died after a two-year battle from a rare form of cancer. Uh, but mm. these hats uh, that were in honor of his style and, and his uh, designs uh, were are, are basically, they have quotes on them around the team logo, other phrases. Uh, they have hat holes in the hats. Uh, they are a bit weird. They are a bit, uh, mm. I, I don't know again if I would wear them. Uh, but most importantly, they're going for about $395 right now on wow. StockX, which is the only, apparently the only place you can buy them. I did a bit more digging and I don't know if New Era actually ever released them, but some made it out to the marketplace. So that's why they're so expensive. But uh, I, I, I can't make fun of or knock a hat that was meant to honor somebody who passed away that had a very particular design style. Uh, Virgil Abloh meant a lot to a lot of people. And the reason why I bring this up isn't just because it's an ugly hat that I wouldn't buy and wear. And I want to talk about it because it's <laughs> extremely expensive is this just once again, reiterates to me that how can you say baseball isn't a business when there are hats being designed uh, based on a former art director for Louis Vuitton's menswear menswear, right? Like baseball transcends, transcends culture and, and so much in so many ways Right now, while I was looking this information up, I went on to New Era's uh, website, and they have a Ralph Lauren collection right now, a polo Ralph Lauren baseball <laughs> hat collection collaborating with Ralph Lauren. Wow. I, I, I don't know how someone could look at me uh, with a straight face and try to tell me that baseball isn't uh, a business worth regulating like any other industry that you would regulate, right? An $11 billion industry, they have some of the most exclusive, expensive designers uh, making, you know, hats and doing things to honor people that that were because obviously Ablo uh, was was connected to baseball. He's connected to so many different uh, parts of the culture. Uh, and I just I, I, I again, I'm kind of left baffled by anybody who would say that, uh, you know, a, a hat selling on uh, StockX right now for four hundred dollars with <laughs> holes in it. 
Uh, and it's yeah, and, and it's sold out. Don't get me wrong; it's not like you can readily find them. Like there's only one or two available. Uh, the hat the hat has like quotes around the you know logo and stuff. It's a very okay. strange hat, but again, it's it's very particular to to um this gentleman's style. And uh, again, I want to mock him, but because uh, she seems like a really solid dude that a lot of people liked and and passed away after a long struggle with cancer, I can't. I can't. I can't. What's the are, are the holes in the hat? Is that part of his style too? Yeah, like when I saw some of his wow. design work for Louis Vuitton, and it was, it's out there. Like especially when you when you know what Louis Vuitton is, but it was mm. different and innovative, and that's why he was so celebrated as a designer, right? So again, mm. I I totally get it because I mean, man, I was a kid that put absolute vodka. Uh, advertisements up on my wall when I was way too young to be putting vodka advertisements on my wall <laughs> just because they had at one point in magazine advertisements transcended just being a vodka or an alcohol and it was like this beautiful form of art that I started to really enjoy and get into you know and so I, I totally understand uh, styles and and trying to honor people and and all of that you know and again uh mm -hmm. In today's day and age, there's a lot of things I find ugly. So uh, don't even get me started on my friends and they're all over print shirts. But that's a whole other thing for a whole <laughs> other episode. Uh, I, I say, if you want to spend your $400 on one of these hats, go do it. They're not going to be available for long. And they seem to be very, very, uh, uh, very, very limited stock. So, yeah, you'll uh, have something that none of your friends have. That's, <laughs> that's very true. Say for sure. That's very true. That seems to be a thing in today's day and age, right? We want stuff because... Uh, I, look, I gave all of my friends this shirt as Christmas presents, and I still hate walking into a building where we're both wearing it, you know? And I was <laughs> the one that made that happen. So, of course, we all like to be original. We all like to be unique. Uh, yeah. And that's that will that's definitely a good way to do so. But you can also be unique by going over to the phnxlocker.com, buying yourself one of our beautiful T-shirts. Uh, get, get yourself, uh, I don't know, it's like me with the Coyotes cutout shirt. I like to wear it and brag about it just because I know you can't get it right now. So go get <laughs> yourself a T-shirt, treat yourself. Um, and you know what? If you want to, go get that annual membership and you'll get your T-shirt for free. There's half of your membership paid right there. So the rest is like another $30 uh, that you have to just buy me and Jesse coffees throughout the year. And that's my best comparison that I've made to it. But we thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. We thank you guys so much for being members. If you already are one over at gophnx.com. And if you're not, we still love you. We love you just as much. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. He's that way. He's uh, Jesse N. Friedman on Twitter. But our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. None of that matters because all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, please, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review. That's just in honor of Jesse. Uh, and uh, we will be we will reciprocate by going. If you leave us a five-star re review, we'll do a whole episode where we just go read five-star reviews. So put some words behind That'd it. Be put fun, some thought be behind it. Episode. Yeah. 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 Not 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 the one-star reviews or the two stars, but only the five-star reviews. But go leave us one and then we'll <laughs> read it on the show. Uh, also subscribe to us on YouTube over at PHNX Sports. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content being pumped out by the PHNX team. Uh, very, very sad times going over at the Cardinals, but Big salute to the PHNX Cardinals team for all of their hard work that they put in this season. Yeah, uh, it's been fun for me personally to kind of tag along with them and and be a part of their show in, in a very small way. Uh, and you know what? We're used to this, D-backs fans. So we'll get them next year, right? That's all we can say at this point. That's uh, probably mm -hmm. a mantra. A mantra you could print on like City of Phoenix Hall. <laughs> 
uh, at this point. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I laugh about it, but I'm going to cry as soon as this podcast. Is yeah, done we laugh and cry said. in the same breath. It's, uh, it's life around here. <laughs> uh, things are good, though. We appreciate you guys again so much for checking out the show on behalf of Jesse and myself. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but man, it's so much more fun when we can just watch baseball. <laughs>